Chapter Sixteen of Craddock Knoll: A Tale of the New Forest, Volume Two, by Richard Doddridge Blackmore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Sixteen. The good people assembled in Knowlehurst Church were agreeably surprised on the following Sunday by the announcement from Mister Pell in that loud, sonorous voice of his which had frightened spinsters out of their wits lest he were forbidding instead of asking their bands of matrimony that there would be no sermon that morning inasmuch as he the reverend octavius was forced to hurry away at full speed to assuage the rampant desire of rushford for the performance of divine service mrs noel corklemore who had the great curtained pew of the hall entirely to herself and child for eoa never would go to church because they defy the devil there georgie who appeased her active mind by counting the brass-headed nails and then multiplying them into each other and subtracting the ones that were broken lifted her indescribable eyes and said thank god almost audibly octavius pell hurrying out of the porch ascended coribus as had been arranged but he did it so rapidly and with such an air of decision that amy standing at the churchyard gate full of beautiful misgivings could not help exclaiming oh please mr pell whatever you do leave your stick here till monday we will take such care of it indeed i fear i must not miss rosedew octavius answered gravely looking first at his stick and then at the flanks of raby who was full of interesting tricks i have so far to go you know and i must try to keep time with them war you little villain oh dear i am so sorry and at any rate please do not strike him only stroke him with it he is so very high-spirited and he has never had a wheel upon him at least since he came to papa and i could not bear to see it and i know you won't mr pell octavius looked at the soft-hearted girl blushing so in her new-drawn bonnet mauve with black for the sake of poor clayton he looked at her out of his knowing dry eyes in that sort of response to the litany style which a curate adopts to his rector's daughter can you suppose miss rosedew that i would have the heart to beat him now ah if you will will you then rebus thought better of it no i hope you would not said amy in pure good faith with a glance however at the thick bamboo because it would be so cruel it is hollow i hope but it has such knots and it looks so very hard hollow and thin as a piece of pie crust and you know how this wood splits oh i am so glad because you can't hurt him so very much please not to go if you can hold him more than three miles and a half an hour papa says that is the pace that always suits his health best and please to take the saddle off and keep it at your house that the rushford boy may not ride him back and please to choose a steady boy from the head class in your sunday school and if possible a communicant but i'm sadly afraid there's no trusting the boys indeed i fear not said octavius gravely and adding to himself at any rate when you are concerned you darling what a love you are but there's no chance for me i know 
and it's a good job for me that I knew it oh you little angel I wonder who the lucky fellow is Aunt Eudoxia had dropped him a hint quite in a casual way when she saw that the stout young bachelor was going on over head and ears Sweet Amy watched mr. Pell or rather his steed with fond interest until they turned the corner and Certainly the pace so far was very sedate indeed Octavius was an upright man you could see that by his seat in the saddle as well as a kind and good-natured one and on no account would he have vexed that gentle and beautiful girl Nevertheless he grew impatient as Coribus pricked his ears pretentiously and snorted so as to defy the winds and was fain to travel sidewise as if the distance was not enough for him and All the time he was swallowing the earth at the rate of no more than four miles an hour Then the young parson pulled out his watch and saw that it wanted but half an hour to the time himself had fixed for the morning service at Rushford and he could not bear the thought of keeping the poor folk waiting about the cross as they always did and would wait till the parson appeared among them as mr wise has well observed the peasant of the new forest is too full of veneration and here let me acknowledge as behoveth a man to do not in a scrambling preface which nobody ever would read but in the body of my work great and loving obligation to the labors of mr. John R. Wise his book is perfectly beautiful written in admirable English full of observation taste and gentle learning and the descriptions of scenery are such that they make the heart yearn to verify them I know the new forests pretty well from my own perambulations and periquitations one barbarism is no worse than the other but I never should have loved it as I do but for his loving guidance the Reverend mr. Pell as some people put when they write to a parson hoping still to keep faith with Amy because her eyes were so lovely pulled the snuffle and turned Coribus into a short cut through beeches and hazels Then compromise came soon to an end and the big bamboo was compelled to fall upon the fat flank of Coribus because he would not go without it He showed sense of that first attention only by a little buck jump and a sprightly wag of his tail Then hoping that the situation need not be looked in the face Shambled along at five miles an hour with a mild responsibility Five miles more said octave Pell, and only 20 minutes to do it in it's an unlucky thing for you Coribus that your mistress is engaged Whack came the yellow bamboo again and this time in solid earnest Rebus went off as if he meant to go mad he had never known such a blow since the age wherein he belonged to the innkeeper Oh could a horse with four feeds a day be expected to put up with tyranny? But to the naggy's great amazement octave Pell did not tumble off more than that He seemed to stick closer with a most unpleasant embrace and a pressure that told upon the wind not of heaven but of horse till the following symptoms appeared first a wheeze and creak internal a slow creak like leather chafing or a pair of bellows out of order then a louder remonstrance like the ironwork of a roller or the gudgeons of a wheelbarrow then faster and faster a sucking noise like the bucket of an old pump 
when the gardener works by the job finally puff and roar and shriek with notes of passing sadness like the neap tide wailing up a cavern or a lament of the berkshire blowing stone in forest glades where hollow hoofs fell on the sod quite mutely that roar was enough to try masculine courage though never unnerved by a heart shock how then could poor pearl garnet sitting all alone in a lonely spot wherein she had pledged herself to her dead love sitting there to indulge her tears the only luxury left her how could she help being frightened to death as the unearthly sound approached her the terror was mutual coribus turning the corner sharply stopped short in a mode that must have sent his true master over his withers to explore the nature of the evil then he shook all through and would have bolted if the bamboo had not fallen heavily in the niche of a hollow oak was crouching falling backward with terror and clutching at the brave old bark yet trying to hide behind it only the snowy arms would come outwards a beautiful girl clad in summer white on that foggy day of december the brown cloak which had protected her from sylvan curiosity lay on the ground a few yards away on the spot so sad and sacred pearl garnet's grief if we knew the whole of it or perhaps because we cannot was greater than any girl could bear a lovely young and loving maid with stores of imagination yet a practical power of stowing it of building castles yet keeping them all within compass of the kitchen range quite different from our amy yet a better wife for some men according to what the trumps are and amy must have hearts or she dies that very nice girl we have let her go weep and never once cared to follow her there is never any justice in this world therefore who cares to apologize it would take up all our business time if we did it properly now as she stretched her white arms forth and her delicate form shrunk back into the black embrace of the oak tree while her rich hair was streaming all down her breast and her dark eyes still full of teardrops the rider no less than the horse was amazed and seemed to behold a vision then as she shrunk away into the tree bowl with a shriek of deadly terror for what love casteth out fear and she saw not through the ivy screen and coribus groaned sepulchrally pell came down with a dash on one foot and went quick jump to help her in a fainting fit for the heart so firm and defiant in days of happiness was fluxed now and frail with misery she was cowering away in the dark tree nook like the pearls of mistletoe fallen with her head thrown back such an elegant head a woman's greatest beauty and the round arms hanging helpless hereupon mr pell was abroad he had never experienced any sisters nor much mother consciously being the eighth son as of course we know of a jolly yorkshire baronet at any rate he had lost his mother at the birth of nona's pell and i am sorry there are not ninety of them if of equal merit so octavius stood like a fish out of water with both hands in his pocket as it is so generally the habit of fishes to stand then meaning no especial harm nor perhaps great good for that matter he said to himself 
confound it all what the deuce am i to do his sermon upon the third commandment about to be preached at rushford where the fishermen swore like st peter that sermon went cracked in his pocket at such a shocking ejaculation never heeding that he went on to do what a stout fellow and a gentleman must have done in this emergency he lifted the drooping figure forth into the open air touching it only with his hands timidly and reverently as if every fair curve were sacred then he fetched water in his best sunday hat the only chimney-pot he possessed from the stream trickling through the spire bed and he sprinkled it on the broad white forehead as if he were christening a baby the moment he saw that her life was returning and her deep gray eyes quiet havens of sorrow opened and asked where their owner was and her breast like a billow in a place where two tides meet that moment octave laid her back against the rugged trunk in the thick brown cloak which he had fetched when he went for the water and wrapped it around her delicately as if she were taking a nap there o man of short pipes and hard bachelor fare for this thou deservest as good a wife as ever basted a leg of mutton at last the young lady looked up at him with a deep-drawn sigh and said i am afraid i have been very silly no indeed you have not but i am very sorry for you because i am dreadfully clumsy she glanced at his snowy choker which he never wore but on sundays and being a very quick-witted young woman she guessed at once who he was oh please to tell me i hope the service is not over at nowelhurst church the service has been over for a quarter of an hour because there was no sermon oh what shall i do then what can i do i had better never go home again this was said to herself in anguish and pell saw that he was not meant to hear it can i go please to the rectory mr rosedew is from home but i am sure they will give me shelter until my until i am sent for i have lost my way in the wood here this statement was none of the truest to be sure said the hasty parson forgetting about the rushford bells the rheumatic clerk the quid-chewing pilots let them turn their quids a bit longer to be sure i will take you there at once allow me to introduce myself how very stupid of me octavius pell mr rosedew's curate at rushford hereupon pello pepuli pulsum as his friends loved to call him from his driving powers at cricket and to show that they knew some latin executed a noble salaam quite of the modern school however and without the old reduplication like the load on the back of christian till the duckweed came out of his hat in a body and fell into the flounce tucket of the beautiful pearl's white skirt she never looked though she knew it was there that girl understood her business but curtsied to him prettily having recovered strength by this time and there was something in his dry manly tone curt modesty and breeding without any flourish about it which led the young maid to trust him as if she had known him since tops and bottoms i am pearl garnet said she imitating his style unconsciously the daughter i mean i live at nowelhurst dell cottage coribus had cut off the stable long ago with three long wheels from bamboo upon him which he vowed he would show to amy 
please to take my arm miss garnet you are not very strong yet i know your brother well and a braver or more straightforward young gentleman never thought small things of himself after doing great ones pearl was delighted to hear bob's praises and mr pell treated that subject so cleverly from every possible point of view that she was quite astonished when she saw the rectory side gate and octavius in the most light-hearted manner made a sudden and warm farewell and darted away for rushford how good it is for a sad heavy heart to exchange with a gay and light one hang it after that let me have a burster was his clerical ejaculation or else it is all up with me i hope we haven't spilt the sermon though or got any duckweed down it duckweed indeed what a duck she is and oh what splendid eyes he ran all the way to rushford at a pace unknown to coribus and his governor coat flew away behind him with the sermon banging about and the text peeping out under the pocket lap swear not at all were the words i believe and a rare good sermon it must have been if it stuck to the text under the circumstances the jolly old tars after waiting an hour orally refreshing their grandmother's epitaphs and close hauling on many a tight yarn were just setting up stunsails to take grog on board the lugger's locker hard by as the banyan time was over let them ship their grog and their old women might keep gravy hot and be blessed to them they had come there for service and shiver their timbers if they'd make sail till the chaplain came good faith and they got their service at last but an uncommonly short-winded one a sermon moreover which each man felt coming admirably home to his shipmate meanwhile mr pell had left behind no small excitement at nowelhurst for a rumour took wing after morning service when the wings of fame are briskets in all country parishes that parson john was gone to london to complain to the queen that sir cradock nowell never came to church now nor even sent his agent thither to manage matters for him for mr garnet still retained his stewardship among them though longing to be quit of it and discharging his duties silently and not with his old pronouncement because his health was weaker the vivid power of vital force seemed to be failing the man who had stamped his character upon all people around him because he never said a thing which he did not think and scarcely ever thought a thing with any fear of saying it hitherto we have had of bull garnet by far the worst side uppermost i will offer no excuses now for his too ready indulgence of his far too savage temper in sooth we meet with scarce any case in which excuses are undiscoverable god and the angels find them always our best earthly friends can see them when properly pointed out our enemies when they want to make accusation of them all i will say for bull garnet is to invert the historian's sentence hec tanta viri vitia ingentes virtutes exaequabant these blemishes however dark had grand qualities to redress them strong affection great scorn of falsehood tenderness almost too womanly liberality both of mind and heart a real depth of sympathy would all these coexist with or be lost in one great vice it appears to me that we are so toothed in spliced and mortised dovetailed double-budded and inarched 
both of good and evil that the wrong instead of poisoning the right often serves as guano to it nevertheless we had better be perfect when we have found the way out end of chapter 16